This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Eban Udana. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Dave Altimari does in-depth investigative reporting for the Connecticut Mirror. He joins us to talk about his article on recipients of hazmat work being the primary focus of subpoenas in a federal investigation of Connecticut school construction contracts. Hello, Dave. Uh, Could you give us a brief background of what this federal grand jury investigation is all about? Uh, Sure. So uh, last October, the state got a a subpoena from a grand jury asking them for all emails and text messages by a man uh, named Costa Diamantes, who at that time was the uh, deputy secretary of OPM and more importantly, in charge of the state school construction grant program. In that subpoena, um, they asked the state to search for certain words to try to narrow down the scope of the request. And among them were two hazardous abatement uh, companies called AAIS out of West Haven and Best Tech out of Ellington. It turns out those two companies are two of four that were on a state list, uh, emergency, for lack of a better put it, an emergency call list of companies that state officials could call if they needed work done quickly on a, at a state building. The need for quick work was because this was hazardous waste that needed to be quickly dealt with. They wouldn't need to go through a whole vetting process for the companies. Yes, get them they to wanted the to work. have companies on call who uh, had already been approved and you know their pricing lists were already available. But during this time period, about 284 projects were handled by these uh, by these companies. Yes. Yeah, so what I, the, under the initial contract, there were 285 purchase orders um, that were issued uh, in between 2017 to 2021, and almost 99% of them went to these two companies, AAIS and Vesta, roughly. $27 million out of $28 million over the span of the contract. So 99% of the money as well. Uh, is it unusual for someone, because Diamantis started this when he was under the Department of Administrative Services, and then he moved to the Office of Policy and Management and carried this portfolio with him. Is that is that normal in state government? Uh, he was appointed by Lamont as the Deputy Secretary of OPM, so that was a that's what made it a little unusual. He was a, a technically an employee of DAS, as were the roughly 20 people that worked for him in the school construction program. So when he was appointed to OPM, um, they decided to let him basically take that program with him and take the people with him as well. So he was in control of the school construction grant program. And one of the big questions is, Really, was anybody watching what he was doing, which doesn't appear to be the case? Well, there were complaints that that pretty much blew this up, and and it started with Stanford Reckin and and their attorney Raymond Garcia, who took his concerns to the Attorney General William Tong. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, Stanford Reckin is another one, another hazardous abatement company, and. Their president had actually twice written to the uh, then DAS 
um, Commissioner Josh Duval and to OPM Secretary Melissa McCaw about some contracts that he was unable to bid on for demolition and school uh, school contracts that Diamantes had given out. Um, he then hired a lawyer, uh, Mr. Garcia out of New Haven, who sent a letter to the Attorney General in February of 2021 specifically claiming about a few school projects that they had been unable to bid on and complaining that Diamantis was not using the emergency contract the way it was supposed to be used and asked Tom to look into it. Okay. After that, Diamantis took some action. What action did he take? About a month after Garcia wrote to Tom, uh, Diamantis put out a directive that went to all state agencies and to municipalities, uh, theoretically clarifying when they, you know, when they're supposed to use the on-call list, and saying that uh, making sure that they should get four bids for any contract that they were going to put out going forward. When you went through the subpoenas and and found out that these companies seem to be the primary focus. Uh, you approached the state about this and, and they abruptly canceled the contract? Yes. Yeah, so on Friday, uh, this past Friday, um, I asked the Department of Administration. Um, I sent them my analysis that AAIS in particular had gotten 20, almost $22 million out of the $28 million in contracts over the five-year period. I asked some questions on how that how that occurred, who was watching, how were they awarded, who awarded them, and later that the same day they responded that they were going to cancel the contract, um, which was supposed to run until April, and that they were actually going to do a review of a newer contract that they had gotten RFPs on after the Garcia letter to the Attorney General. Um, so right now, in effect, the 2016 contract is no longer, and the two tw- 2020 contract is on hold. Wow. So uh, there's more to come on this story. Thank you so much, Dave. Dave Altimari does in-depth investigative reporting for the Connecticut Mirror. His article is titled, Companies Named in Subpoena Were Primary Recipients of Hazmat Work. Subtitled, State Abruptly Cancelled Contract After CT Mirror Raised Questions. Long Story Short comes from WSHU Public Radio and the Connecticut Mirror. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org or wshu.org. I'm Eban Udama.